It's a beautiful day at the homestead. Hello, and welcome to Beyond the Tower, the Omni Homestead Resort's original podcast series. I'm your host, Jesse Bruton. Today, we're speaking to Rick Armstrong, president of the Bath County Historical Society. Rick, thank you so much for sharing your time with us. Thank you. Why don't you tell us a little about yourself? I'm a native of Bath County, graduated from Bath County High School, then attended Dabney S. Lancaster Community College for two years. That was during the last part of the Vietnam War, and young men were still subject to being drafted at that time, and my number was coming up. So I decided to volunteer uh, and join the Air Force, and I spent four years there. Two and a half years of that was in the Presidential Honor Guard in Washington, D.C., and then I went to Reese Air Force Base in Texas um, as a security police officer. And um, after I finished my tour of duty there, I returned to Bath County and worked for 33 years uh, for the county. Well, thank you for your service. You're welcome. So how did you become involved with the Historical Society? I've always been interested in history of Bath County, uh, starting when I was a teenager. I soon began to focus on the history of the Civil War period in Bath County, and uh, since that time, I've written 14 books and magazine articles uh, on the subject, and I continue to learn even to this day. Wow, so you've written quite the library. What sort of topics have you written on? Um, The topics are always Civil War-related. That's been my focus throughout my life, the Civil War period in Bath County. A couple of the books relate to Civil War period outside Bath County, but in a way, they're still related. I wrote uh, several regimental histories for the Virginia Regimental History Series, which was published by H.E. Howard in Lynchburg and Appomattox. I've done a book on the Battle of McDowell, which is in nearby Highland County, It's one of the closer battlefields. And I just finished rewriting The Civil War in Bath County. Um, It was published in 1994, and I recently upgraded it to 70-some different pages. It was only about 20 pages of a small booklet. I'm currently working on The Battle of Rich Mountain, which was over in uh, West Virginia near Beverly. Bath County soldiers were there. Uh, during the war, and um, it was quite a a large affair, but not yet very small. It was big because it was uh, one of the early battles in the war, in July of 1861, and it was a thorough Confederate defeat. It thrust George McClellan into his command of the Army of the Potomac from the actions at uh, Rich Mountain. Most of my books uh, relate, as I said, to Civil War period in Bath County, Highland County, Allegheny County, and Greenbrier County. Do you have any stories that you've written about that stand out in your mind as your favorite? My favorite book that I've written is the biography of the Terrell family. God alone knows which was right. It took about 45 years worth of research and five years of actual putting pen to paper to get that done. And since then, I've learned a great deal more about the family that uh, isn't in the book. But that has to be my favorite and crowning achievement (laughs) in my mind. Do you remember the first time you visited the homestead? 
I do. The first time I set foot in the homestead was uh, for our junior and senior prom back in the 70s. And then um, while I was in college, uh, some friends and I drove up to take a look at the Christmas tree one year. And uh, I'm surprised we didn't get pitched out at that particular time because I had on my blue jeans and cowboy boots and an old flop hat and a, a knife strapped to my side and all kind, you know, just wild looking. Um, so I'm just surprised we didn't get asked to leave, but uh, everyone was good. So the homestead dates back to 1766. How do you view the relationship between the property here and Bath County? The relationship between the homestead and Bath County is one that has involved over the 200 plus years of its association. The homestead and its earlier hotel was one of four major watering places in Bath County, and as such drew many visitors and workers to the area. After acquiring the Three Springs in the Warm Springs Valley, the Ingalls family began to concentrate on the Hot Springs and Healing Springs, allowing the Warm Springs Hotel to cease operation except for the pools there. The homestead still remains one of the largest employers in the county, and without it, I don't know how the county would continue to function. So can you tell us a little bit about the Historical Society? The Historical Society in Bath County was founded in 1969, so this is our 50th anniversary. Our headquarters is located in Warm Springs beside the courthouse and across from the library, and the central part of our building is an 1875 law office, which was moved from one of the first Bath County courthouses to its present location in 1907. We acquired the property in 1982 through a donation of a a local lady. And uh, since that time, we've added two additions to the museum, one completed in 1995 and the other one completed in March of this year. So we're continually growing, and we have a wide range of collections, um, farm implements, um, material relating to the homestead and the other hotels and uh, springs in the area. We have vintage clothing. We have a veterans section that is dedicated to all Bath County veterans from pre-Civil War days to Afghanistan and Iraq. Uh, We have many artifacts and things uh, relating to those wars, and one of our prized possessions is a 1853 diploma from West Point signed by Robert E. Lee for a local boy here in the county. What's your favorite artifact in the museum? My favorite artifact in the museum would certainly have to be the 1853 diploma because of its association with the Terrell family of Bath County. We have several different pieces in the museum relating to the family. They were in Warm Springs. The father was a Commonwealth attorney for 30-some years. He had four sons in the Civil War. One of those sons was a Union officer, rose to the rank of Brigadier General, and was killed during the war. Three of his brothers served the Confederacy and two of those brothers were killed during the war, one of them attaining the rank of Brigadier General as well. It's thought to be the only case of general officers' brothers being killed during the wartime period. That has to be my favorite thing in the whole museum. That's a fascinating story. And you can always read more about it, and God alone knows which was right. It's a biography of the family 
uh, written in 2010. Speaking of family, I understand that historical societies are great resources for people who are interested in researching genealogy. Yes, uh, we have a vast research library at the Historical Society, which contains a number of uh, genealogies that have been provided by interested parties. Uh, We have Oak County records, um, which can be used to find your family. Uh, We have published books on genealogy and different families throughout Virginia, West Virginia. And we also have access to many of the uh, computerized genealogy resources out there. And we, we love working with people to help them do their genealogy. I often run a genealogy for someone. Uh, It takes sometimes several months to run, but it's always fun. I remember for years during my childhood, my mom taking me to libraries and historical societies hunched over the microfilm machine. Yes, you can burn your eyes out very quickly with the microfilm. I much prefer the digital age where much of the microfilm has been uh, made available on the internet. It makes it much easier to work with and it's generally searchable to where you don't have to read through 500 pages to find one thing. Uh, You can search it and it will pull it up, which the moderns of digital technology. That sounds awesome. (laughs) It's fun. I hear that you have a retail area as well. Uh, Yes, we have um, a small area in our museum building that uh, we use for retail purposes. Um, We have books of various types um, on Bath County history. Uh, We have a few books that uh, relate to the Civil War period, some of them not necessarily Bath County, but in the region. And um, we have postcards, note cards, frameable prints taken from our collection and reproduced so people can enjoy uh, the artwork that we look at every day on the wall. So what's your favorite item of homestead history? My favorite would have to be the early register that we have for the hotel, uh, dated 1902. And it's remarkable. It gives you the date and who checked in and the temperature at morning, noon, and night. And it gives you the weather for those particular days as well uh, throughout the the volume. It's about two and a half, three inches thick. Uh, It's quite a large item. It's always fun to look through and see who was here at any given time during that time. I guess my next favorite thing would be the many photographs, uh, glass plate negatives, and uh, postcard images that we have of the homestead and the surrounding area of it. Have you received any new items? We receive a few pieces every year related to the homestead. The most recent thing that we obtained was a small candle holder about uh, five or six inches across, and it has a little handle on it where you can carry your candle, and it's decorated in one of the early patterns of the homestead uh, china and dishes. And that's a neat little thing. And then we have some of the greenware, which dates to the early part of the 1900s with the Virginia Hot Springs emblem embossed on them. And those are very unique. They're not something you see on a regular basis. Uh, So those are the fun things. 
So you mentioned a glass plate negative. Can you describe what that is, especially for our younger listeners who might be familiar with digital photography, but not film negatives? Glass plate negatives are quite an interesting thing. They're panes of glass, just about what you would consider window glass, that have been treated with a photographic emulsion and then exposed to the light in a camera um, and then processed and developed. And they, they are just like holding up a very heavy piece of glass and you see a negative image on there. And then you would process it like a normal photograph to make a contact print or an enlargement. Today, of course, we have digital capability to scan those negatives and turn them into a digital file. And you can tweak them and uh, make them brighter or darker or clean up the scratches and dirt that's in them. They range anywhere from three inches square to a 20 by 17 inches square, just enormous things. I had an opportunity to see the camera that those large images were taken with, and it would have been hard-pressed to put on the table that we're sitting at here today. It would take a wagon to move it from place to place. Uh, Phenomenal piece of equipment. But then it soon gave way to the cellulose negatives, which started somewhere in the early 1900s and gained popularity, and then the glass plates were phased out, which is a shame because the glass plate negatives give you so much more detail than the cellulose negatives uh, do. Uh, You can see individual hairs in people's heads, and you can see details that you just do not see otherwise. How do you display these? We display uh, the glass plate negative collection on a big screen TV at the Historical Society. Uh, We were fortunate enough to find one that would allow us to plug a uh, thumb drive into it, and it would show and rotate the images automatically. And since we've had that running, I've noticed so much more about the negatives that I never noticed before. And as you can see, more detail, uh, they're blowing up to a phenomenal size. People stand and look at that for quite some time. Do you have a particular favorite of the images? Particular favorite images uh, would have to be of the various buildings throughout the county. We have a number of glass plate negatives of the Homestead Hotel, the bathhouse, even one of the Virginia Hotel being constructed pictures of the depot uh, in Hot Springs. So those are probably my favorite. What are your favorite books on the history of the area? My favorite book on the history of the area would have to be The Annals of Bath County. There's several books that relate to Bath County and its history. Of course, Valley Road by Faye Ingalls. And uh, you know, it relates to the history of the homestead and its uh, properties as they knew it. And um, the Bicentennial History of Bath County, um, which was published in 1991. And um, Philip Hirsch's Voices from the Hollow, uh, it gives a uh, look at growing up here in the 30s, 40s, and 50s uh, in how they survived and how they did things. If a guest wanted to visit the museum, what are the open hours? During the year from April to November, 
Uh, we're opening Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. After Veterans Day in November uh, and until the first day of April, we are open only on Saturdays from 10 to 4. We are also available by appointment throughout the year if you need to come to the Historical Society to research or to drop something off. Uh, you can make arrangements to meet someone there at your leisure. And how is admission? Do you offer memberships or request donations? We allow folks to come in and look around our museum and visit and everything for free. We do appreciate donations because that is how we keep our doors open and the lights on. We do not get um, very much money from other than donations. We solely depend on people's generosity to uh, keep going. If a guest had only one day to spend in Bath County, what's the one thing you'd insist they not miss? I would insist that visitors visit the Dan Engels Overlook on top of Warm Springs Mountain uh, as you're headed east on Route 39. On a clear day, you can see forever. It's just one of the most beautiful sights in the world. If you could get to Flag Rock easily, that would even be a much grander view. You can see the peaks of Otter from that point, and that's pretty far away. Are these places that you can visit by car, or do they require some hiking? Uh, the Dan Engels Overlook is uh, accessible by automobile. You can pull off of the highway and park in a um, overlook area. It has some signage about the history of the top of the mountain. There used to be a toll house there, and it has an, an image of that toll house and a little bit of history of that. To get to Flag Rock, uh, there's a difficult path to go over. It used to be drivable. I don't know if it is, still is, and it's on private property at this point in time. But there is a hiking trail up to Flag Rock that uh, I think is accessible to visitors. What's your favorite secret about the homestead? Something that you learn once you're here, but someone who hasn't visited may not know. I think my favorite secret here is the quietness and the slower lifestyle that surrounds you. You know, you think of going to a hotel and it's noisy and around you and lots of automobiles and, and just clutter. Here, you have the quietness of the mountains. You have um, the nice gentle breeze rustling the leaves and everything, but you don't have that overbearing noise. And it allows you to sit quietly and relax. The laid-back lifestyle or the slower lifestyle here, you just don't get in a hurry. You take your time, you enjoy your surroundings, and I think that's something that you have to visit here to actually appreciate. It's nothing that you can put on a website. This is a, something that's personal. That's beautifully said, and I completely agree. Well, that's all the time that we have for now. Rick, thank you so much for being our guest. It's been an absolute pleasure. My pleasure, Jesse. Learn more about Hidden Treasures at the Homestead by listening to our entire podcast series, available at theomnihomestead.com slash podcast. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you choose to stream. 
Or you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Omni Homestead. For exclusive offers on the Homestead and other Omni hotels and resorts, sign up online for select guests. You'll also receive perks when you stay, like free Wi-Fi and complimentary beverage beginning your second stay. Here's an insider's tip. Your free beverage isn't limited to morning and coffee and tea. You can now redeem it for a drink at the bar. Beyond the Tower is a production of the Omni Homestead Resort in Hot Springs, Virginia. The title music, Welcome to My Homestead, is written and performed by David Hill. Our executive producer is Lynn Swan, and our producer is John Kendall Royston. Associate producer is Altamira Film Company, and your host is me, Jesse Bruton. Many thanks to all of our talented guests. For more information about how to book your next day, visit theomnihomestead.com. <laughs>